Hello, welcome to the Who'd Have Thought That About Drought podcast. To the relief of many, we're getting some rain today. This week, the main topic of conversation has been the changing colour of the landscape. Our green and pleasant land is turning brown, yellow, copper, gold. However you want to describe it, the drying effect of the ongoing drought is revealing a lot about our soils, geology and for some, previously unmapped archaeology. I'm going to feature just one of our oral history donors, Toby Driver. He's been in the news recently. Toby works for the Royal Commission on the Ancient and Historic Monuments of Wales and through his work as an aerial archaeologist, the Commission is logging details of newly found settlements that are revealed by emerging crop marks during drought conditions. I interviewed Toby back in 2016. I never expected to find anyone who actually looks forward to a drought. If you've read the news stories and wondered exactly how aerial archaeology works, Toby gave me a really good description of the process involved in tracing history from the air, and so I thought I would share it with you today. Can you tell me a little bit about why you're here today and and the institution that we're actually in? Well, I work for the Royal Commission on the Ancient and Historical Monuments of Wales. We're established by Royal Warrant back in 1908 to make an inventory of the sites and buildings of Wales. Uh, And we're still going. And um, the Royal Commission employs about 30 people nowadays. So we're Welsh government funded. Our remit is still to study the sort of uh, sites and monuments of maritime history of Wales, uh, create a database of that as well. Uh, so my remit for the flying programme as, as it is, is the anything illustrative of the sites, uh, monuments and people of Wales really. So it's a very broad remit really. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, every time you're in the aircraft you're seeing new things about the landscape of Wales which is quite amazing. Um, so. Uh, it, it's still the landscape of Wales is still throwing out massive new monuments that we didn't know about, huge new sites uh, that were tucked away and hidden away, um, and it's all about um, flying at the extremes of, of life and season when you can to extract more information uh, from the landscape, more archaeological information. Mm. So, for the listeners who, who can't quite understand that yet, but when you say extremes of light and season, mm. what what do you really mean? What are you looking for? shadows in the landscape or well there's two times of, of year we're going to really be discovering new archaeological sites in wales have massive new revelations about the archaeological landscape in wales and one of them is if we have extreme drought um, which we're always hoping for every summer uh, often it doesn't come true this summer's been a real washout and if we have uh, a long penetrating drought with a lot of crop stress stress in the grass then uh, a bit like an x-ray works really across the fields of Wales you'll have a fantastic view of what's buried underneath the, the fields mm-hmm. whether it's geology or archaeology and really in, in really good conditions anytime somebody's made it uh, an impact on the landscape they've dug a hole they've dug a ditch they've built a wall in the past if you get sufficient drought conditions mm-hmm. you'll be seeing that um, in, in the fields below the aircraft um, and so drought is very important to us, as is extreme uh, winter conditions, frost, uh, it's drifting, melting snow, melting frost, which show up the very, very slight lumps and bumps in the landscape, as well as extreme low light um, in the landscape. So all those conditions. Usually when people aren't really flying, people are flying off in the summer. Um, people will be familiar with Google Earth and things nowadays as we talk. Um, uh, Google Earth is usually populated with 
um, government-funded aerial survey uh, imagery. Mm -hmm. So people think it's satellite data, but it, for Britain it's normally not. It's, it's all these vertical air photographs flown by county councils and governments and so on for a national survey. Those are usually flown in bright, clear, sunny conditions, May, June, July. Uh, minimum shadow to show the maximum uh, colour in the agricultural landscape uh, and maximum vegetation for environmental resource management, farming and all that. And um, sometimes they're lucky, sometimes they get a drought on those photographs. But more often than not, you need to be tailoring your f time in the air to, to, to those ground conditions. And that's what's really important with the work we do. Mm, that's really, I mean, you're the first person that I've interviewed for the historic drought project that looks forward <laughs> yeah, to yeah, a drought. That's it. So that's very interesting for us. Well, it's an interesting thing, isn't it? Because, I mean, often you're in the air and the drier and the, and the worse it gets on the ground as you take off and you're looking down the brown of the fields, uh, the more stressed the vegetation, the better it is for archaeology, the more you need to fly, the more hours you need in the air, the more you're arguing with the, air, the, the, the airport for, for plane bookings uh, for longer time in the air. But, of course, you know that on the ground, the farmer's having a terrible time. You know, the landscape's in a really bad condition. But, of course, conversely, normally the beaches are full uh, as well when you're flying around in those conditions. So everybody's down on the beaches having a great time. You're up flying in hot conditions with the windows open trying to get the information you need. Uh, and I guess the farmers are probably uh, tearing their hair out in terms of the, the silage not growing back and, and, and the conditions being poor for, for, mm. for, for mm. agriculture in general. Yeah. So it's really summer droughts that you're keenest on. I mean, is it different, presumably, in terms of vegetation? A winter drought would not show so much for you yeah it's interesting i mean it's, it's extending i mean when i took over i took over the flying program in 1997 from my boss and it used to be quite traditional i don't know whether that's the way uh the weather's changed or whether the flying program's changed normally in wales you'd be getting uh, crop marks from early july it's a bit later than it is in england the southern south of england on the chalklands and in yorkshire northeast england mm -hmm they'll be getting crop marks May and June. Uh, so we knew that although you may get drought marks in June, usually it's July for the wheat and barley uh, crop marks. So when those crops are put under stress, they start showing shapes and colours. And then if you're lucky into August and September with a persistent drought, uh, cricket pitches, golf courses, school playing fields will start parching out. Um, and uh, every now and then you'd start hearing things uh, from private flyers and things that in April they'd be seeing Roman villas parching out in 20, uh, well it's 2003, I think 2005 uh, reports are coming in of that and we've now been keeping a much sharper eye on, on spring droughts, um, February, March, April. In April 2011 we had an amazingly dry drought that eventually was knocked out by rain I think in late April, early May um, but, but we had a, a couple of flights early April which are showing that incredible crop marks that you don't normally see. Um, big new discoveries in Wales uh, as well. Um, and it shows really nowadays you've got to keep your eye out all year. Mm. You might have a drought in October, you might have a drought in April. Um, so the idea of going up in summer for crop marks and winter for, for snow is, is not necessarily the case anymore. No, you could be looking for anything at any time. Yeah. And, and you mentioned different colours. What, what's can you describe what it looks like in the air? I mean, obviously things go brown, but mm, you said mm. there are other colours. So, what you know, what's the colour palette, if you like, of something that you're looking for? 
Oh, well, it's amazing. I mean, if you go flying normally on a nice, nice lush May day, uh, the, the fields are green, the grass is green, um, and then in summer the, the, the wheat and the barley are brown or yellow, and there's less, less barley now anyway in, in Wales. So that's less of a thing we look for nowadays. So yeah, yellow-brown fields uh, or green when they're ripening and green grass. If you're going up in a, a drought year, uh, the stress is incredible on the crops, but, and the grass will be going brown, they're showing green marks of old river lines, old river, river channels, will still be green or dark green, um, and, uh, but then you get archaeological sites, big ditches, say henges, so it's the Stonehenge has got a big ditched and banked enclosure around it, a big circle, so something like that has been ploughed away over the last few centuries. Uh, you'll still be getting a lot of moisture uh, and, and better soil preserved in the ditch, uh, a bit like a compost heap underground. So that's, that's, your, that's your cut in the ground. And when crops are, are under crop stress and running out of water, they'll grow taller and greener over those buried ditches with deeper roots, um, while the crop around them ripens early. So the crop will go yellow or brown, but you'll still have this big green circle in it from the buried archaeology. Um, uh, and what you're looking for when you're in the air is, is variation and stress in the crops. So if you're seeing uniform patterns of green or brown, nothing much is happening. If you're seeing these this sort of radical colours of yellows and, and browns and greens uh, over fields, that's where you're seeing the subsurface geology of the field coming through like an x-ray really in the field surface. So you're looking for that, those, those extraordinary yellows, extraordinary greens when you're flying, because that's showing from a distance. You, know, you can see a mile or two miles away from the plane, because that's showing the fields that are going to be showing uh, the variation in the crop stress, and maybe they'll be showing the archaeology. So there you have it. While you're down on the beach, spare a thought for Toby, who will not only be taking more photographs from the air, but working on those photographs, digitally altering the colour palette to try and find hidden treasures. So there might be even more announcements on great finds later in the year. Toby's full testimony is about an hour long, so I have just given you a taster. But that's all there's time for this week. Next week, we'll be hearing all about hosepipe bands. Bye for now. <laughs>